0: Hey there, and welcome to the Fantasy Fantasia Podcast—a podcast where a bunch of Canadian theater nerds gather around and play various tabletop role-playing games such as Dungeons and Dragons, Monster Hearts, Monster of the Week, Call of Cthulhu, and more. Help us keep the dice rolling by supporting the Fantasy Fantasia Podcast on Patreon. By becoming a supporter, roleplay hero, or weaver of worlds on our Patreon, you will receive benefits such as Patreon exclusive one-shots and side quests, free to download battle maps and world maps, and even voting power in what comes next in our campaigns. My name is Avery Melosh, and I will be your dungeon master for tonight's episode of Dungeons and Dragons: Legend of the Silver Flame. Previously in Legend of the Silver Flame. Have their swords pulled and they're looking at you, Velvet, and they're like, who go, uh, what, what? As I see you're riding a
1: lion.
2: <laughs> I, I I, literally step off my lion, do a backflip, and slap its ass like as I land, and I want to send the lion towards them.
0: Oh. Roll acrobatics. <laughs> so you smash the lock and the chains drop to the sides around him, and he says,
3: oh, God, uh, mister, bless you guys. <laughs> they were really roughing me up, you know? She, she sacrificed herself, you see. She she wasn't sure when you were going to be arriving, so she performed this ritual where her spear was transferred into the statue that holds the shard on the balcony outside the Great Hall, so that if anybody tried to take it who wasn't you, she could fend them off.
2: Whoa. Mm-hmm.
0: Hit. Exposition dra- mic dropped. <laughs> yeah, Melvin yeah, Vildo- goes, goes, now that's how you tell exposition. You see a group of cultists standing around a large pentagram drawn on the ground. Ooh. One cultist standing in front of the pentagram, his robes are flowing with an updraft wind from beneath him as he chants a ritual. And this pentagram is glowing this red color. After he slams the ground, you hear his voice rise as he speaks in Infernal, these final sort of words of this ritual, and with the last shout, he sustains this staring at this pentagram, and it glows and glows and glows, and this light reaches into the ceiling and fills the room, and this void opens in the middle of the room. And out of the darkness, slowly, this creature begins to rise out of the ground. And it has three eyes on its or on its bulbous head in a vertical line that are just black. Hmm. And this giant circular mouth. Think of the Kraken from Pirates of the Caribbean is hmm. what its mouth looks yeah. like uh. that you're looking into. And it has these five tendrils that make up the rest of its body. It slowly floats out of the hole and lets out this <laughs> this unimaginable sound. And instantly when that happens, you see the statue through the archway, its eyes light up green and its sword that it's holding lights up with these runes down the sword. And then the lightning bolt in its hand, the stone cracks away and it becomes this green live lightning bolt. And the statue slowly (laughs) steps down from its large pedestal. And it's alive. And it begins running toward the inside of the great hall. Oh Ah. shit, here we go.
4: And Bree, you're up.
5: (laughs) Oh Oh
4: my god. (laughs) Okay, uh, I'm going to. How how close is that demon thing to me?
0: So you ran 25, uh, about 95 feet away.
4: I'm gonna try to cast a second level guiding bolt at it. Okay. That's a 21.
0: That'll definitely hit.
4: Okay, 15 damage.
0: So you're guiding bolt and this avalith, to put it in perspective, it is a large aberration. Okay, so it's not as big as you might think. It's about, like, the head itself in diameter is probably about 15 feet wide, and then its tendrils are another 20 feet. Oh, dear. This this statue, on the other hand, is huge, so it stands about 35 feet tall. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Are, we, are we fighting the statue, too? You'll see. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, okay. and then can I, can I yell something to the group? Or- of course. Um. Yeah, I just want to say to them, uh, try try not to attack the statue. Got it. Got it. <laughs> attack the statue. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> just kidding.
0: So, uh, those the Ableth and the statue—they're going to jump into initiative after this round. So after Bree, we have Lena.
6: So the cultist that uh, uh, created him—he's still kicking. So. She wants to try and finish him off. Only one hits.
3: Oh no! And oh, no. I rolled
6: one plus six. That's seven. Seven
0: points of damage. Seven damage. Nice. So you do a little <laughs> clink into his body. He will say that he is so full of this dark energy right now that you, even your great axe trying to sink into them in this particular moment doesn't mm. go as far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's why that happened, Lena. It's not. It's not a you. Oh, thing. Don't thank worry. you.
6: It's not me, it's And not uh, me. no
0: no movement away, I assume?
6: Uh, no, I think she wants to finish him off.
0: Yeah, totally. Psy, you're up.
6: How
1: close is Psy to the um, Cthulhu person? <laughs> the uh, Aboleth, the there Aboleth, we
0: go. Um, I'd say he's 40 feet away from you.
1: Okay, so close enough. All right, second level chromatic orb. Um, nice. So it's a range attack. And that is, yes, <laughs> that is a 27.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, that'll hit. Yes.
1: Okay, yes, it is 4d8. Okay, so... 18 damage
0: 18 damage okay nice
1: and uh let's say lightning damage
0: It seems generally unaffected, but uh, you guys are slowly working away at it. (laughs) All right, all right. Now, next up in initiative is the statue. It has the highest initiative of everyone. So this statue is 35 feet tall. It runs, 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 bursts through the archway, causing a larger hole to occur (laughs) as debris flies all around the (laughs) battle. And it hurls this lightning bolt at the Aboleth. And this thing is huge, this lightning bolt it throws at it. So... Each creature within 10 feet of that point must make a dexterity. So the abolith needs to make a de Oh my fucking god. The abolith critted its dexterity.
5: Okay. okay.
0: No worries, it's gonna take half damage. So 56 damage halved. So the abolith is gonna take oh, that wow. 20, twenty-eight. Twenty-eight damage oh from that. God. Yeah, that was fucked. (laughs) That's one of its strongest moves. It's like, and it takes the rest of its movement in, so it's now in the room with you guys. That's its turn. Next up is going to be Velvet.
2: Okay, so uh, I roll for my Lion, and it was, uh, you said 18 hit last time, right? 18? Yes, it did. The the Mr. Culty? Okay, cool. So it's going to do nine biting damage to him. Ooh, nice. And then I'm gonna use, uh, for my move, I'm gonna use my cantrip, Vicious Mockery. And <laughs>
5: I, I love I, that bit. I'm
2: yeah, gonna I was... call this and I go, hey, bitch, so clearly you showed your cards. I know you're kink. And he goes, tendrils. <laughs> Creepy dude, get a fucking room. <laughs> so he's getting to do a wisdom saving throw.
0: Oh no, he's not, he's not the, I don't think he's the wisest necessarily. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, so. Amazing. What does he have to beat? 13. I failed. Fuck yes. <laughs> yes. So
2: he takes three psychic damage, and he has disadvantage on his next attack roll before Ooh. the end of its next turn. Okay, great. Yeah. Uh, and please remind me just in case I forget. If the lion's in front of me, still, can I stand up and and back away without invoking attack of opportunity, or no? Yeah, I'll say you left its range before. Cool. Yeah, that I'm going to run 25 feet back towards uh, the group. So I'm assuming uh, the closest one besides Lena, because she's kind of in the fray, is Psy? Yes, you're right. I'm going to run back to Psy then. Okay, oh! so you begin running to Psy. as was like, this thing rolls a lightning bolt, the portal slowly closing, the
0: lion's <laughs> roaring, <laughs> <laughs> people <are>
7: screaming. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then after Velvet, we have the cult leader, so he's pretty much just pissed off with you, Lena, like, hmm. cause he's kind of just an aggressive dude too. So he's going to, he's a fury move. So he's going to deal an extra D8 damage if he hits you. So he's going to make two attacks right. uh, with disadvantage. Oh, he crit failed one. Mm. And does 16 hit you, Lena?
6: It still hits, it's, it ties, so yeah.
0: Okay. So let me roll the percentage dice on his crit fail. Oh, he rolled, no, nevermind, 61. takes a minute to read those. I was like, 16? So close. Um, So he misses you on the first one. He ends up landing the second. So 11 halved because you're raging, I believe, Mm -hmm. right?
5: Yep.
0: Uh, So that'll be five damage. Rage is great, eh? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Is that
5: all you got? Is that all you you
0: got? Yeah. He's actually a little disgruntled by that. (laughs) He may have met his match. So after him, we have the one cultist who is awake. So he sees you running, Velvet, and he's rather scared himself. So he's going to be running your direction as well. But he is going to try to attack you because he's afraid of everything. So he's going to take out his scimitar and he rolls to attack you. Does an 18 18 hit, say soon? Yeah. so as you're running he slashes you for 5 slashing damage you
2: fucking asshole <laughs> <laughs> turns around.
0: and he's so frightened that that scares him and he takes the rest of his movement to get away from you and you get an attack of opportunity oh <laughs> <good>. <laughs> um,
2: okay attack of opportunity uh, it can only be a melee weapon yeah okay then I'm gonna take a rapier and try to poke him up his butt <laughs> Totally. <laughs> so 14 you hit Oh, sweet. Okay. Hey, baby. And that's four. Uh, so it's just, uh, four, four damage. You poke him in the butt and it starts to bleed and he's leaving a trail of blood behind
0: him (laughs) pouring out of his butthole, but he's still alive and he continues to run. I like whip my (laughs)
2: sword around like a musketeer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Next up is going to be Bree.
4: Okay. So how far away from I am in the, from the demon thing?
0: Okay, so yeah, you're 95 feet away then
4: So I am going to Move another 25 feet closer
0: So now you're at 70, okay
4: Yeah You know, I'm going to cast a firebolt at the main cultist
0: oh, Cool, okay Roll the hit
4: 25 to hit Oh yeah <laughs> Oh no, so don't kill him 12 damage
0: 12, damage 12 to him, fire okay.
4: damage
0: so he gets blasted by a fireball that whizzes through this entire mayhem of a scene. And yeah. just over your shoulder, Lina, it flies and you feel the heat of it sear your hair a little bit and it <laughs> blasts him in the shoulder. <laughs> she, she looks to
6: make sure he's not dead yet because she's been enjoying this fight and wants to finish. He's it. not, he is not. <laughs>
0: okay. He's about, he looks a little beat up. He looks like a bit beat up for sure. Okay, okay, okay. And after Bree, we have the Abelith. Ah. Okay. So, let's take a look see. He turns to you, Lena. Oh, good. Its eyes look at you. And I need you to make a wisdom saving throw for me.
6: Oh, dear. Okay. <laughs> That's a
0: five. So, its eyes open wide as it looks at you, and you feel this energy start to seep into your mind until it becomes this warm, soothing feeling overcoming your head and you are now charmed by the Aboleth. Now that he has you charmed, he's gonna take a legendary action to psychic drain you. So you take 12 <laughs> psychic damage. Okay. And he gains that health back.
4: Ooh. Oh, wow.
0: And now that you're charmed, uh, just mm-hmm. so you can know what to do, um, whenever the charm target takes damage, you can repeat the saving throw and...
6: Or I can do a wisdom saving throw on my turn?
0: That's what I'm trying to find. Oh, okay, okay. We'll, we'll just say yes. I don't feel like digging through this text to look for it. Because, I mean, that'd be a little unfair if you couldn't, right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> so that's its turn. Cool. And then next up is you, Lena.
6: So charmed, meaning I'm assuming
0: she. So right now, you're almost like standing looking at this Aboleth, and your eyes are wide and a little misty. I need you to make a wisdom saving throw.
6: Oh, that's so much better. That's a 19.
0: Okay, so you managed to
5: Yay.
0: shake yourself out of it, but you still got that life drain, but then you shake yourself out of it. And s- since that saving throw happens at the end of your turn, we'll say that was your turn spent to just shake off the effect of the charm of the Aboleth. Okay. All right, next up we have Sai.
1: Another second level chromatic orb towards the uh, Aboleth. Okay.
5: Oh yeah, okay, so 27. <laughs> yeah,
1: roll the <it> damage. <laughs> yeah, I assumed. Um, okay. Uh, 23 <laughs> lightning damage.
0: Holy, nice. Wow. So the, uh, the Aboleth even is starting to not look necessarily great. Uh, he's getting slowly beat down as that lightning damage left a burn mark on its floating body. Any movement?
1: Um, no. I'm going to stay put. Okay. Actually, yes, I'm going to go back behind because I had to move. Uh, well, h- how far away is the Aboleth from me? Um because it was 40 feet last time, I think.
0: It hasn't really moved from where it's been, so if you haven't moved either, it's still 40.
1: Okay, I'm going to go back to where I was, which would put... Where did I start with? I think I moved up 15 feet, so I'm going back 15 feet. So now he's 55 feet away from me, and I'm hiding behind the column. (laughs) Okay. Hmm.
0: So I'll I'll say that you're in... um, If anybody tries to attack you or anything... Unless they're right next to you, you're in three-quarter cover. Okay. So you get a plus five bonus to your AC and deck saves against attacks and effects that originate on the opposite side of the cover. Uh, Back to the statue. So the statue's going to go. It tries to generate another lightning bolt, but it doesn't manage to. So it takes its greatsword and makes two attacks and hits both. So I need to go back to my dice roller online here because that's another decent amount. So he deals... 53 damage to the abolith oh. with two more Ooh, wow. slashes Holy with his shit. giant stone sword and the abolith like it carves two slashes into this thing and it looks really bad. Hell at yeah. this point quite terrible. It's it's not doing great. And, it, and he's, that statue is just focusing its attacks on the Aboleth. It's the biggest threat in the room. So after the Aboleth, we
2: have Velvet. So after that cultist like hit me and I turn around, uh, I'm, I'm chasing him down again. So where I'm, I'm running back, um, which means I, I get closer to my lion again. I pre-roll for my lion. So I tell my lion to uh, second boy. And, oh no. And uh, um, the, uh, the lion rolled a uh, 23. Yeah. to hit uh, so, and it's <laughs> going after that poor helpless cult guy um, and that's going to do 8 harm how do you want your line to do yeah one? it literally just pounces on him and like holds his legs, uh, like uh, arms and legs down and I think it just goes right for the gut and just starts feasting oh my god yeah, it, it just got, and I go like ooh, that was that's he throws up a little <laughs> bit and then he just wipes his vomit and I'm going to use uh, the spell heat metal on our cultist Oh, nice. So okay. he has to do a constitution saving throw. And if he fails, he drops the weapon. If he doesn't he drop the... He failed?
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah,
2: so uh, <laughs> uh, on a throw and drop the weapon... Oh, wait, sorry. The creature is holding the weapon, the object, and takes damage from it. The creature must succeed on a constitution saving throw or drop the weapon if it can. If it doesn't drop the object, it has disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks until the start oh of your next God. turn. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, roll that fire damage for me, and uh, I'm just gonna make That's a roll. That's f- uh, 12 fire damage. 12 fire damage. So, Lena, as you're fighting him, hmm. his hand glows h- red hot as his great axe. Turns red right in front of you.
2: I start singing, Spicy, your hand is so spicy. And he starts screaming
0: from the pain, but his eyes are bulging and he's so tense, but he does not let this thing go. Yes, (laughs) disadvantage! Wow. Um, It
2: also means that every turn that is mine again, I can use my bonus action to attack him again as long as he's holding the weapon. Oh my gosh.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Cool, that's my turn. Fuck. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Amazing. So, after Velvet, we have the call Leader. So, he's going to take his two attacks against you, Lena, with disadvantage.
6: Well, actually, it's um, since I attacked recklessly on my first one, it kind of just cancels it out.
0: Oh, right. Okay, because he'll get advantage against you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so two attacks. Nice. Just flat. Uh, so, the first one will miss, but then he rolled a 19, so that one's going to hit it on yep. you. Yep. And... That'll be 13 slashing damage. Is that halved? Yes. Okay. And then for his final move, he drops his great (laughs) axe And he pulls out a spear from his back. It's his last weapon. Oh, no. no.
6: I'm not looking too hot. Okay.
0: (laughs) And uh, that's his move. He's just committed to fighting you, Lena. One thing at a time here. (laughs) Okay. Uh, the cultist just got mulled. Yeah. The ones are asleep. He's currently so getting eaten still yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Velvet's <And> still... It's,
0: <laughs> it's going to be a slow process.
5: <laughs> <laughs> His
0: screams just continue to echo throughout the hall.
5: <laughs> <laughs> so, Bree,
4: you're up. You hear uh, the screams hey.
0: of the cultist. What would you like to do?
4: So, I am going to move another 25 feet closer to the abolith. Okay. I am going to cast a guiding bolt
0: at it. All right, let's do it.
4: Yeah. Okay. Does 16 hit?
0: No, it doesn't. It just misses. Oh, Oh, no. So this guiding bolt, you shoot it at this thing, and I'll say that it just took these two hits from the greatsword, so it staggers back. Well, uh, if you can stagger while floating. It recoils (laughs) back in the air, and that guiding bolt just whizzes by it. And then next up is the aboleth. So <laughs> he's going to make three tentacle attacks. Oh, so. yeah. And they're all against this statue. Like that's oh, <laughs> <So>. oh yeah. <laughs> so he deals 31 damage to the statue with wow. those three tentacles as they whip forward with these spikes on the end. Slink into this thing. The statue seems unfazed since it is a statue. <laughs> <laughs> that's the avalanche's turn. Hmm. Uh He's, can he do anything else? Let's see. Oh, yeah. Um, he's going to use a legendary action, and he's going to make one tail attack as well. So I guess he has one larger tail in comparison to the other tentacles that are on him. And he goes after the statue that as well. So that also hits 14 bludgeoning damage. Okay, so now it's, that's his turn. Next up, we have Lena.
6: Yeah, so Lena's looking a little rough, but she's... Uh... She's staring at the cultist and she says, any Damn, last fight words? Fight to the
3: death. <laughs> yep. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
6: She sees that he dropped the, the great axe and she just looks at him and says, any last words?
3: The lords of dust shall rise above you, puny mortals.
6: Okay. <laughs> and she, <laughs> she, um, <laughs> um, she... All of her... Uh, all my attack rolls are above 17. Do they all hit? Yes. So oh. she attacks Ooh. recklessly and uh, 36 points of damage. Nice.
0: Oh. How do you want to do this? Oh. Yeah.
6: Yes. Technically, they're all with the great axe, but I think what she does is she goes for his legs to try and get him onto his knees and then hits him once in the back to kind of just get him like leaning over and then she drops her great axe and I think she just snaps
0: his neck.
5: Oh <laughs> my God. Oh
0: do that you slash a tendon in his knee he falls to the ground you slash his back and he recoils back and brings his hands to the ground you throw your great axe to the ground hop on top of this dude and begin choking him from the back and he starts to resist but then with one swift jerk of your hands you crack his neck and he droops to the ground jesus
6: she just she just she just kind of gets off of him and gives like a big sigh and picks up her um her great axe, and I think she's gonna start moving a little bit towards uh, Brie with her movement because
1: she's not looking <laughs> too hot.
0: Fair oh, enough. Okay. <laughs> All right. After Lita, we got Psy. All
1: right. So, so Psy is going to attack with a first level chromatic orb again. And that is a 22. M- who are you hitting? Nabalith.
0: Uh, Nabalith? Yep, that'll hit.
1: Okay. Uh, 14 uh, lightning damage. Psy. Yes.
0: How do you want to do this? Yes. Yes. All right.
1: So Psy uh, takes his hand and aims, um, takes this this four inch diameter sphere of lightning energy and aims it straight at the center eye of the
5: avalanche. Oh, nice. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. And just hurls it right at it
0: and it slings through the air and hits right on the mark you were hoping it hits that center eye and the lightning continues to attack arches of lightning go from the orb in its position in the eye and hit the other eyes and completely make him blind and this green sludge starts to go down as it recoils and opens its large circular mouth full of teeth lets out this horrendous screeching sound and just collapses slowly almost like a feather falling to the ground and gently lays down and turns this sickly gray color and is dead.
8: And now, a word from our sponsor, Antonino's Pizza.
7: Our specialty's pizza, that's what we do. It's what we do best, we don't offer pasta, we don't offer wings, we don't offer fries. We stick to what we do best and we believe we do it better than anyone else. The best pizza in town are your money back every penny. We have calzones, we have Pittsburgh sandwiches, formerly known as the Berg. We have breadsticks, cinnamon sticks, uh, some authentic Italian desserts, uh, tiramisu and Sicilian cannoli. We take such pride in the quality of our product. Our pizza makers are well-trained and well-seasoned. We cook our pizzas on a stone deck oven on a thin layer of cornmeal to make it nice and crispy finest freshest ingredients we can find a lot of pride and a lot of quality control goes into our dough thin crust topping spread evenly from thin edge to thin edge Uh, real bacon we use real bacon that we cook up in our own ovens before we put it on the pizza it's just a dynamite product we have three locations south windsor tecumseh at manning and amy croft and LaSalle on malden road
8: and now a word from our sponsor brimstone games your one-stop shop for all your tabletop needs located at 1421 tecumseh road east in windsor
1: look guys i did it i did
8: it that was awesome, awesome.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
6: <laughs> nicely <laughs> done
1: si everyone job, thank Cy. You. nicely done everyone yes yes it was a team effort now what are we gonna <sighs> do with these two
4: Bree turns to lena it's lena you look like you're hurt you need some help
6: I mean, as long as we're not fighting another monster and some cultists, I I should be okay. But I mean, if you want to.
2: I think I have an idea for these two. And I pull out the rope that we brought (laughs) with us Um, (laughs) and Velvet like ties them around and then slaps them both as really as hard (laughs) as he possibly can. Did you guys bring the rope?
5: Yeah, yeah. I,
0: yeah,
6: I collected it. Yeah. Oh,
0: right, you did.
6: Okay, yeah. yeah, so
0: you do that, and these two cultists, you slap them both, and they go, ah, ah, and they look around, they see a dead aboleth, they see a giant statue standing there, and they see you guys, they see their cult leader, whose neck is turned completely <laughs> around like an owl, and they see their other cult friend in a pillar that crumpled down on top of him, and the one begins to cry. He just begins weeping.
5: Oh,
0: I'm sorry. And the other one says, Darien?
5: <laughs>
0: and you see Darien raise his head above a table, he's like
2: Hi You're friends with us now. He's a double agent, see? <laughs> <laughs> well I, I,
0: I could be a double agent too. I, I could join you guys, says the cultist.
2: Ooh, Lena no. says our group our group is full. <laughs> yeah, we're not really taking applications right now, sorry. Mm, no. I hold my rapier to his throat and I say, "Please enlighten us as to what, besides obviously getting the shard, what the fuck's going on here, prick? We're getting the shard. We don't. We don't know much more. We're we're just the followers. The, the leader knows. Oh well, as you can see, I turn and <laughs> look. He's a bit incapacitated, so it looks like you're the new leader. So give us uh, answers. Uh, <laughs> uh all <laughs> the most the mo- the most
0: I know, I swear, is that we need the eight shards to perform some sort of ritual to raise the demon lord.
2: Who's the girdle with the exquisite leather clothing?
0: Lord Thana.
2: Hmm.
1: Thana. Do we know is that does, is that familiar you, to us? You no, know
0: it's not.
1: Okay. Lord Thana.
0: Um, <coughs> she's she's one of the generals of the Lords of Dust. She she she's a demon herself and and she's very scary. She's a servant of these demon lords. Interesting.
6: Demon Interesting. Lords? Oh great.
0: What happens yeah. when a demon lord is summoned? No one knows. It's never been done. Interesting. It's said the destruction of the world, but that's why we're, hmm. we're going to buddy up with him so that we can live with, in, in peace with him. And, and serve him, and maybe, maybe share in his power. Velvet cuts his cheek with his with, with his sword. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> he starts to cry. And then the salt of his tears enters, and he starts screaming more, because he's like, ah, it
4: hurts!
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good eating. Mm. Bree
4: turns to Velvet, and telepathically, she said, he was giving you information that wasn't necessary. <laughs>
5: <laughs> well,
2: I, yeah! I, I, I call, I call uh, Kitty over here, and then, and then as the kitty moves, he sees his friend who's been completely disemboweled, and I say, "Are you sure?" There's nothing else you want to tell us? As the lion gets like really close to his face,
5: with his friend's blood still
2: on his teeth. That is all I know. I swear.
0: And you see a puddle <laughs> <wandering> around <laughs>
5: his pants. Cool, awesome, good oh, no. man.
2: And I give them each a ration. Here, eat up. I'm sure you're hungry.
1: I can't reach it.
3: <laughs> Tied
1: up.
2: I just um, shove it in their
1: mouths like a cracker. <laughs> now, we, we, we still have one more thing to do here.
2: Yes. We, we
4: need the shard.
2: Bree? I turn and look yes. at Bree. I
4: think uh, you're up. Yeah, okay. And um as I walk over to the statue, I take mm-hmm. it? Yep. Yeah. And um, I am going to... Just, um uh, hold on to my necklace that I wear, and I'm going to close my eyes and start chanting. And then I am going to walk right into the statue using Meld into Stone. Whoa. Wow.
1: That's
2: cool as fuck.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> nice. That's perfect. <laughs> that's awesome. So, Brie. You enter into the stone of the statue and find yourself in a square stone room with an orb of light attached to the ceiling. Within this room, you see sitting in a stone throne, Queen Aurafira, an ancient-looking halfling wearing an elaborate royal dress. A green light of energy is constantly radiating from her body and rising up through the orb of light above you. She's not necessarily there in person. She seems a little... Translucent, almost as if it is Just her spirit there
4: mm-hmm. Um, is gonna Kind of bow to her And walk forward
5: Halfling
3: cleric I have a message for you Information Regarding your quest Regarding your destiny
4: What is it Your highness
3: lords of dust, as they are named, are followers of horrific demon lords, powerful demons seeking only destruction to all the planes. These shards, called the kyber shards, are powerful magical artifacts with many uses, one of which can be to bring a demon lord onto the Material Plane. How can we stop that? Many millennia ago, the entire world gathered forces to oppose these Lords of Dust, and hence the Great War occurred at the grounds surrounding the Silver Flame. They almost succeeded in bringing a Demon Lord from the depths of the Nine Hells, but thankfully were stopped the spirit of the risen demon lord was split into eight parts and sealed within the eight kyber shards. Each shard was given to a kingdom to protect so that the ritual may never be performed again. I fear they are trying the ritual once more to bring all eight kyber shards to the silver flame and release rak You must get the shards before the Lords of Dust do and cast them into the Silver Flame. But before you can do that, you will also need the Ritual of Destruction found in the Tomb of the Champion of the Great War. When today is done, travel to Deadwell. Find the Spirit of the Champion and learn from him where his tomb... resides.
4: Okay. We'll do that. We'll do whatever we can
3: to try to stop this ritual from taking place. The very fabrics of the universe rest on your shoulders. I know you will not fail me.
4: I'll do everything I can to... ...make you proud, and... ...make sure that we protect the world, and all the planes.
3: I sense an anxiety within you. I must tell you, she who you care for most is still alive. She is? She is. She watches over you. Where is she? She will unveil herself when she is ready.
4: Thank you.
0: And... She extends her hand forward and seemingly out of nothing, the shard just whoo, materializes floating on top of her hand. She brings her hand facing up and gently pushes the shard towards you and it slowly floats spinning towards you and stops in front of you. An orange shard.
4: Bree just stares at it and hesitates for a second and then slowly reaches out and takes the shard.
0: Okay, you now have a kyber shard. Yay. Yay. Nice. <laughs> the first one, there you go. On guys. Nice. Nice. Yes.
3: <laughs> oh no.
0: The queen's body begins to slowly dim.
3: Stay true and humble with your magic. Serve me. I
4: promise I will
0: and the queen disappears.
4: And Bree's just going to stand there in silence for a few seconds just taking in everything that she heard and experienced. And then uh she's going to take a deep breath and turn around and reappear out of the out, out of the statue.
0: Nice. So for the others on the outside, you see Brie walk up to the statue and then she like her body melds into the statue and she just disappears for a moment. And the cultist who peed his pants with food in his mouth goes, what the hell is going on
6: here? Nina walks up to the statue and just like puts her hands on it.
2: We're saving the world, bro.
0: <laughs> it just feels cold. It the statue is kneeling with its great sword turned down and the light on the the runes on the sword are still glowing green for a moment. Hmm. But then as you stand there, Lena, with your hand on it, the light slowly fades from the statue and the sword. Oh. And Bree walks back out.
1: Oh, hi.
4: Hi.
1: Hey. Welcome back.
2: Bree, what'd you <laughs> find in there?
4: I, I got it. <laughs> you and got it. she she Did you get the shard? I did. Uh, and she kind of shows it to them really yes! quickly. Lena uh, reaches excellent. out a hand. She's
6: like she's like, "May I may I touch it?"
4: Uh, Bree looks at I I don't think that's a good idea. The the queen told me to protect it. Oh, well, I just want to hold it for a second. No. The queen the queen told me to protect it. I can't do anything that could risk that. Not that I think you would, but I I, I just need to be really careful with it.
0: Lena, the bag of your
5: head I was is waiting. Same, yeah. like
2: fucking crazy right now. <laughs> where Where should we keep these crystals? It seems to me we have a yes. we should keep them
1: in a good spot. Um, well, I'm I'm thinking we should probably not keep them all in one spot, just in case one of us gets uh, captured or killed.
4: That's a good idea. can't yeah. we can't
1: let these fall into the hands of of the bad guys.
4: <laughs> um, uh, Sai, Yes? When, when we were, um, fighting those, those cultists, you were able to put Nellie up in that, that plane. Yes. Could we store it there?
6: Whoa, 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 let's, let's not get hasty. I mean, I think for now we just keep it on our persons and, 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 uh, and, and see what we do next.
4: I, I'd prefer that we keep it somewhere safe. like, they mentioned if anyone is captured and they have the shard that could be that could be major trouble.
2: I agree. Mm-hmm. I I happen to have an idea. And velvet cracks his hands. and Because we have some time, I'm going to use my final third spell slot to summon Lehman's tiny hut. Yes,
5: yeah, there yes. you go. Oh,
2: there it is. I oh. create. So for the listeners at home, a ten-foot radius of an immobile dome of force springs into existence around and above you, and remains stationary for the duration. Uh, so it's 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 a little like dome hut that I get to kind of make my own. So it's it's made of red velvet as soon as it appears, <laughs> yeah. and um, I. I, I I I, I say, okay, I've been working on this in my mind for weeks. Come on in, please. And and I bring you in. And it's not very big. It can fit nine, um, what is it, nine small to medium creatures. So, like, all of us can fit. Um, Mm -hmm. It's a bit like Harry Potter. I feel like it's probably a bit bigger inside than it is outside. It's totally translucent on the inside. That's something else that it says. So, you can see all around still. Oh, that's cool. And uh, but inside there's there's like some uh, basically it's got some like comfy, long red velvet couches. And uh, <laughs> in, in the very center, there's like just this little mini fountain with uh, three centaurs holding arrows and wines coming out of, of, of the uh, the arrow slots. <laughs> and I go, welcome to Shea Velvet. And, and there's a little there's also a little flashing sign of like fire that says Shea, Shea Velvet. Actually,
6: Lena waits outside. She wants to ask Theo a question. Mm.
2: Yeah. Cool. Oh no! Um, okay.
6: Oh. Um,
0: yeah.
2: She,
5: totally.
6: She. Yeah. She. They kind of go in, and she pauses, and she just says, uh, "I don't understand. Where we we have the shard? Why? Why do
3: I need to have it?"
5: More.
3: Wait, Wait my child. For the opportune for the moment. moment.
6: You need me to take it from my friends.
3: Not just Not one. Just one. one.
6: to protect from the demons. Correct. Correct. And she just nods and then slowly enters with, the, with her friends.
2: So this might be big enough to fit uh, our little crystals. And um, I say, well, um, Bree, what are you feeling? Feel free where to put it here. I wouldn't even look. No, 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 no. I, no I, I don't.
4: <laughs> I don't know if I feel comfortable with it in here. Yeah, how long does this last? It
2: lasts for eight hours until I go away, and then it disappears and comes back exactly the same. So it literally will exist in a pocket universe.
6: Lena, Lena walks up to Brie and puts her hands on her shoulders and says, if we leave it somewhere... Who knows what could find it or who could have
2: followed us. It's, it's safer on leave. us. It's not going It is literally with me in my mind. No, I, I
6: agree. I think this might be the best place because it's still with us, but not on
2: us. Oh, sorry. I'm a bit defensive. But yeah, thanks, Lita. <laughs> <laughs> I,
5: I, 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 don't, I Bri, don't know. we've I, all
6: been helpful and sacrificing a lot to get these shards.
2: Yeah, Brie, come on. Teamwork makes the dream work. <laughs>
1: Bree, bree, bree. You seem uncomfortable with this this arrangement. But what would you suggest instead? Uh unfortunately, my my extra-dimensional space um only lasts an hour.
5: <coughs> 8 <coughs> Eight hours. <coughs> and it <laughs> in my mind. <coughs> <laughs>
1: and i'm not ch- i i guess Avery, it's um i i don't know if uh, these spaces do they like whatever you put in them it just stays in there or does it also disappear when you when it when it disappears in the spelling? i'm going
2: to say it stays
1: okay all right
2: i uh i also offer everyone a small cup of wine sorry where are my manners here <laughs> to go I- <laughs>
1: I grab do it you from have my fountain. Mead,
2: <laughs> uh, wine fountain. No, all right, mead fountain. Uh, what am I? A fucking barbarian? No offense, Lena. <laughs> <As,
4: laughs> she he just has, stares. You know <laughs> what? I, I'll leave it in here, but I am going to do something to it so that no one will know what it looks like.
2: I think that makes a lot of sense. I think clearly we have layers of hidden. Yeah,
4: exactly. Uh, It's
6: already in a tiny hut that no one's going to be able to access.
4: But if anyone does, they would be able to know what it is. So I would like all of you to leave the tent and I am going to... You don't
6: trust us is what you're saying. You are Uh, saying that our team members who help you, you don't trust.
2: Well, that's a little bit harshly,
4: I No, I'm not saying I don't trust all of you. I don't trust all the other people out in the world. So then why can't we see where it is?
1: Bree, let me add one thing. If for some reason, uh, you know, fates forbid that you should be taken or worse, how will we be able to find this? How will we be able to complete the mission if you don't know what this is?
6: Yeah, we- Mm. we should all know where the shards are in here. Can you entrust... Mm. What if I entrust one of you? Whoa. Okay, so only one? (laughs) That seems harsh.
2: Yeah, sorry. What are all, Brie? Come
6: on. Yeah, can we just decide and move on? I'd I'd like to get out of this castle before Mm. more people come.
4: But if anything happens to one of us, then by only having one person know the chances are greater that it'll be able to stay hidden. But if it's and that if some,
2: person, then if, we're fucked.
4: Yeah, if
6: something happens to that person or multiples of us, then no one knows.
1: Let me just offer a suggestion. I have a pocket on the inside of my robes where I keep two things that are very precious to me. I can keep the shards in there if that would be a a better option. I think me. that's a walk back. Great.
6: Yeah, I feel like it is too. Just offering. But that's good
4: to know. Yeah, that is. I like that side, thank you.
2: I think keeping it on a specific person is a really bad idea, Velvet says. I think us yeah. having it on a person is not good. I think we mm. should be removing it from our person all the time. We can check back up on it whenever we want, but uh I, I, I don't think we should be having it. Especially if we hold on, too many too many things could happen.
1: So can we okay. agree we need to make a decision? Yep. And soon. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise we have a short rest. <laughs> this qualifies as yeah. a short rest. <laughs> <doesn't it? laughs>
4: I don't um, see why all of you don't trust that I'm trying to do what's best for the shard.
1: Clock's ticking, we only got seven hours in. and forty-five minutes left we, in here. I I understand you're trying to do what's best for the shard. Let's let's decide to leave it in here and well, we we don't have all of the shards yet. Why don't we hide it in here? And as we collect them, maybe we can come up with another plan. Yeah, this seems
2: like a thing that we sleep on, but right now, it's <laughs> yeah. going to be pretty secure in here. So. Yeah. I don't really see mm-hmm. what the point of all this is. Look at it, it's sexy, come on. Put it at the bottom of the wine fountain, it'll glow really nicely.
5: <laughs> what
4: do you
1: suggest, Bree?
4: I just want to keep it as safe as possible. I- yes. Of course. We're doing I- that. I-, I agree. That's what we're doing. <laughs> I know, but I could do something to to, to change it, to make it Less likely that someone will be able to sense it in here.
0: Darian pipes up and says, I can hold on to it if you want. No!
2: (laughs) (laughs) I just pictured Velvet closing the door on him. Yeah, I was like, I forgot you were here, (laughs)
1: Andele.
0: He was just sipping wine slowly.
1: (laughs) This may not be a a, a good decision, Um, but thank you for the offer.
2: Smile and take it.
1: Okay, guys, it's been almost 10 minutes and we really
6: need to get out of here before the halflings yeah. find
2: us. Okay, here's the thing, yes. Bree. I'm leaving this place and you have a total of one minute to hide it or I'm closing the thing and you're locked in a dimension forever. Bye! And we're and all leaves. staying
6: in here while you hide it.
2: <laughs> oh, no, Velvet walks out. He's fine.
6: Lena's staying. Velvet's made I his would, point. I would like the rest of you to leave.
1: Very well. And Sai leaves. Come on, Lena. Lena stays where she is. Lena? Lena,
4: I said I would like all of you to leave.
1: Lena, to be
2: fair, you didn't get this crystal. The next one you get, you can decide where to put it. Fair?
4: It's irresponsible
6: that she's the only one who knows if something happens to her.
0: Lena, the voice in your head repeats again. The, opera, the opera, old
6: man, old man. And she kind of shakes her head and... She just gives Bree one more look and said, I'm glad you trust us so much, and then leaves.
2: One minute, Bree, or you're locked in an eternal dimension lock. Goodbye. And <laughs> <laughs> shut the door.
0: And Darian and, goes to go through the door, but then you shut it on him. and goes, oh. <laughs> 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 and he opens the door and then closes it behind him. <laughs> um,
4: so, okay, so everyone is gone now.
0: Everyone is gone.
4: And, and while, while she's doing her
1: thing, I'm going to look for any scrolls or anything or or gold or anything i can take with
4: me <laughs> okay um um so <laughs> Bree, while in the tent well in velvet's tent is going to hold on to the shard and she is casting nistal magic aura on it this is going to place an illusion on it that's going to change it's going to create a false aura Okay. So it's going to change the way that the shard appears to spells and magical effects, like detect magic. Um, so basically, I want it to mm. appear non-magical.
0: Ooh. Okay, I see. Turn into a butt plug. They're there. So as you cast this spell, your green magic begins to wrap around this orange shard, and the light that it gives off gets snuffed, and it turns to this almost stone-looking like shard almost covered in this green m- moss-like texture if you if you could think of sort of that color okay so it hides that glowing magic to it and turns it a bit of a different color makes okay. it seem a little more like stone
4: and okay i want to find a good place to hide it in velvet's tent so um, this is all you man
5: yeah <laughs> whatever so, you think could be best okay
4: um so there's like there's the couches, there's the fountain. What else is there in there?
2: That's that's pretty much it. He hasn't really had it? time to decorate too much, so he's got okay. a, he's got a few like like they're they're like love seats, and uh, <laughs> then uh, so there's there's like two of them. They almost make like a V uh, around the fountain, and that's okay. that's all there is right now.
4: So that's pretty much it. Okay. Yeah. Um. So she is going to, um, crawl under one of the love seats and try to put it up like into the. Like up into the, um, cushion or like the, the frame, the frame underneath the cushion.
0: Yeah. The open, the bottom of the love seat is open and you can see the springs that are under it and you put it, you lock it into one of those springs there and it's not moving.
4: Okay. And yeah, it says, um, so that spell I did last for 24 hours. I can cast it on that object every day for 30 days. And then once I've finished doing that, then the illusion will last until it's dispelled.
0: Okay, cool. All right. <laughs> Day one, check.
2: Yes. <laughs> Quick question, Avery. Can she cast that without me summoning the hut, or do I have to summon the hut every time?
4: I, I think you would have to summon the hut because cool. it's yeah. through touch. Yeah. Okay. Sounds yes,
2: good. Correct. Yep. Sounds good. And then, excuse me, I exit the hut? You didn't touch the
5: yes. door handle,
2: did you? You might want to give your hands a little. lena's
6: just standing there with her arms crossed
4: looking at brie wipes her hands on her (laughs) on her outfit yeah that's a good call
0: so as the others exit the hut you see immediately that entering from the balcony you see hippogriffs flying down and some halflings are landing and you see fuck what did i name him you see (laughs) corius (laughs) leader of the grass prairies (laughs) land on the ground and he begins walking your way he looks at the destruction and the giant abolith creature that is laying there and the cultists you have tied up and he just looks to you a little wide-eyed like and he just says What happened? What happened? What, what happened? As
2: he's like both arms gesturing toward the giant <laughs> abolith creature. The fucking Fighter Things Club happened, Bitch! <laughs> I, I, I
1: killed him. I, 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 it was me. Oh yeah, no, no, side, so side, so totally fucked it up. <laughs> we, we fought some cultists. They're yes. dead now. We took care of them for you, so that you wouldn't have to deal with them.
0: Your task is complete. Thank you. Now the shard, and he extends his hand. And Bree, you walk out at this moment.
4: Yes. And Oh did I hear him ask for the shard? Yes. I, um, I turn to him and say, it's in a safe place right now. As the (sighs) queen entrusted it to me. Oh no.
2: (laughs) Velvet honestly throws his head down and goes, oh. Yeah, so does Lena. (laughs) Velvet just shakes his head, (laughs) staring at Brie. (laughs) The the queen
0: said you were supposed to get, the the queen is dead.
6: She means in a vision. We haven't found it yet, but the queen asked in a vision Correct. Oh, so now f-
0: I'm supposed to just believe that you guys are having visions while I'm not around, and I'm just well, supposed to take a your word for it. Well, she's
2: a magical uh, cleric. I've actually had most of my visions when you're not around. Weirdly enough, I only met you two fucking minutes ago. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I want that shard. We had a deal. And then in that moment, you hear a voice, Uh, if I may Jack. Um, <laughs> and uh, Konos very slowly kind of walks up with his hands in front of him, very mouse-like. And he says, I am the last <laughs> one to have seen the queen, and she actually said that I am to be king of Losherton. I called
2: it! Velvet
5: says again! Cor-
0: Corius literally just stares at him, jaw dropped, and he goes to speak, he's like, but I- I-
2: <sighs> You could take it up with the statue if you want. I, I point at the statue with the big fuck you sword. <laughs> That is alarming that it moved. He <laughs> does
0: say, <hello. laughs> "Fine, fine!" He screams out. Um,
6: Lena pipes up and said, "May I offer, though, this man?" And she points to Cora. I forget his name.
0: Conus. Thank Yes. Hello.
6: <laughs> yes. Um, he me. may be leader, but perhaps you. And she points to the other one, whose name I forget right now again too.
0: Corius. Uh,
6: Corius could be... <laughs> oh, that's confusing. Um, could be... Uh, he's very strong and capable. Maybe he could be in charge of military or or battle strategy or something like that. You might be good together.
1: Mm-hmm. I think that's what the queen would want. Oh, sorry. Want his, name is, his
0: name is Konos. Konos, My bad. yes. <laughs> um, Corius just kind of crosses his arm, taps his foot, and Konos says my first act as king will be to (laughs) say hell yeah to that idea
6: oh and then she turns to lena turns to side and says i i said something right that was right yes look at you
2: the big negotiator he like wow elbows her
6: okay nice
3: good job lena thanks
0: he he, conus Konos.
2: Konos? Konos. <laughs> I Kanos. K- Kanos. I have
3: turns I don't know. Yeah, I, I think it was Kanos.
2: Kato because I, I thought Thanos when you said it.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: Kanos, it is right. Damn,
0: okay. Kanos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. It looks to your group and says, You can feel free to spend the night in the castle if you want, um, but I, I assume you have urgent matters to attend to.
2: Do you have hot wow. water? Yes. Oh, he looks at the group. Come on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, we we do need a place to stay.
5: Castle yeah. Slumber
1: Party!
0: You each <laughs> may have a room to yourselves for
2: the night. Can my lion come with me? Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> It still has the guy's <laughs> blood on his <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, Sure. He yes! looks like he could use a bath.
1: Do you hear that? Let's go! <laughs> he purrs. And, and one more thing. Sure. As we we don't ask for much, uh, a, a stay in the castle is one thing, but we we humbly would ask, do you have any black garlic? <laughs> <laughs>
5: Yes, Kim.
0: And on that note is where we launch our session. Oh,
6: we have to wait till next week on that cliffhanger? Wow.
3: What a cliffhanger. Do they have it? I need to.
0: to immerse your players with some quality ambience then check out the youtube channel sword coast soundscapes where they have over 100 different ambient soundscapes some of which you can hear in this podcast or if you're looking for some music to set the tone of that fantasy capital or raise the stakes of combat consider supporting will savino's patreon named music d20 where he is constantly dropping new tracks for your tabletop games
8: Thanks for listening. Tall Tale Theatre Collective is proud to announce that we are expanding our podcast network to now feature two programs. We will continue to present our horror series, Night Terrors. Welcome to a world of thrills, threats, and terrors. Night Terrors is an anthology radio play podcast that will bring you face-to-face with your nightmares. Come listen, if you dare. Introducing our newest program, Fantasy Fantasia, which includes two RPG podcast campaigns. The first is Dungeons and Dragons, Legend of the Silver Flame. Experience laughs, suspense, and triumph with a motley crew of adventurers who could be the last hope against great evil long thought to be vanquished. The second is Monster Hearts, Undergrad, Follow the tale of romance, mystery, desire, and murder as an unlikely bunch of mostly pubescent monsters navigate their social, academic, and supernatural lives at Oakhurst College. Listeners even get the chance to weigh in on the action of both campaigns. For more, visit our website at www.talltaletheatre.com. Talltale Theatre Collective. Grow with us.